A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Testing. <coughs> Me testing to make sure that my fucking tonsillitis voice doesn't sound disgusting. Psych and self, and welcome back. I am very happy to be here. Unfortunately, I do have tonsillitis and a chest infection, so if my voice sounds a bit weird, a bit off, that is probably why. But I really needed to get on here and record this for you because number one, it's been two weeks, and I apologize. Number two, I love it. You know I love it. So I had to come back and give you an app. And I've got a good one for you this week. And one that's, I know that every single one of my fellow uterus owners deals with. So yeah, here we are. Like I said, I'm sick again. I've had influenza, I've had COVID, and now I've got tonsillitis and a chest infection. I feel like I've got a loyalty card to sicknesses. Um, buy 10, get COVID free. So no, please don't give me COVID again. Although having tonsillitis now and it hurts, like if anyone is a tonsillitis sufferer, you know, it hurts. Like it hurts to talk. It hurts to breathe. (laughs) Everything hurts. So give me COVID over this any day, but at least with tonsillitis, I can leave the house. So yay. But 
yeah, not a lot's been happening in my world. Um, I've been working. What's new? I'm sick again. What's new? Um, I've been watching a lot of football, local football, because... I mean, my boyfriend doesn't like, well, he does play for them, but he broke his leg last year. So he's out this season, but I still watch every game because I'm the best girlfriend in the world, putting my hair behind my ears. You can't see me. So we've made it to grand final this weekend, which is so exciting. But just between me and you and my boyfriend doesn't listen to the pod, but I am so happy that football season is nearly over. If I need to hear about the quality and density of the different towns, football fields, grass, one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. (laughs) If I'm going to hear about, you know, players' muscles, like that's all I hear about, muscles, how, you know, the Bears are the best team in the business. If I have to hear this business one more time, I'm going to lose it. Although, you know, I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like, Teddy, you better get used to it, sis, because if you're going to marry this man, this is going to be your life. He's obsessed. He's obsessed with footy. He's obsessed with local footy. And I mean, yay, you've got a hobby. But, (laughs) oh my God, it consumes your whole life. And I know some of my friends who are also got football boyfriends know the feels. Um football runs through the veins of this household so yeah here we are I know in the last episode I told you that I resigned my job also um a little update (laughs) I did not leave that job I actually withdrew my resignation and I'm still working at the same place and I'm still doing the same thing as I have been for the rest of these episodes I just I did a lot of reflection a lot of things have happened over the last couple of weeks, I know you guys know about, you know, my granddad passing away and stuff like that. But after that, it was just one thing after another that kind of happened and they weren't good. They were, they were shitty. I was having a shit trot, like, you know, all these things happened at once. So it forced me into like a stage of reflection and reflecting what's best for me right now and reflecting where I want to be in my life. And through that reflection, I figured out that, hey, you should stay in this job. Like, you've done the wrong thing by resigning. So I went back to my boss with my tail between my legs and I said, hey, um, (laughs) hey, can I withdraw my resignation? And she's like, yeah, oh, my God, so exciting. So, I mean, she didn't really say that, but she was pretty stoked. So now I'm still in the same job. I am actually loving it. I feel like since all that happened, I found a new like appreciation for what I do through this job. It's not nursing, it's my counseling job and I found a new appreciation for what I do and I'm I'm quite excited that I get to do this um, most days. And I'm excited for when I finish my degree and I, I get to do this all the time. So anyways, this episode is on PMS. Um or otherwise known as premenstrual syndrome. A lot of people might also know it as premenstrual stress um, because the symptoms that come with premenstrual syndrome or PMS, they stress you the fuck out. So, I mean, 
That name is fitting. Um, PMS is commonly known for the mood, mood swings that you experience around your menstrual cycle and all the other symptoms that come with that. So, you know, like the cramping and what other symptoms you might get because that's the thing about periods. And my mum actually wrote a book um, about women's health and I'm, it's, she never published it, but I'm reading it at the moment and there's a chapter about periods and I'm reading and reading it to like help me with the pod and it really kind of sums up how you know how people are so misinformed about menstrual cycles and how young people and you know parents freak out when their children hit their period because like oh everything changes but does it really like it's it's a period it's natural I think you know my mum really sums it up really great in this book that she wrote um And I know a lot of other books and articles online and things like that also touch on it. But everyone with a uterus will get a period. So, I mean, we might as well get used to it and we might as well get familiar with it and we might as well get to know it because even while researching and confirming my knowledge for this episode, I even found out things that I didn't know. So, you're kidding. Sorry about that. I am back. So let's just pop on right into it. Um, Before we go into talking about PMS, I want to briefly explain the cycle of your menstruation. You are probably not aware that your menstruation cycle doesn't actually just start and end with the bleeding of having your period. Your body's in that cycle pretty much all month long, um, either side of the bleed. And obviously we know the main stage of the cycle and we know it as menstruation or the period. And this refers to the point where you you start bleeding and the day that you end. So typically this goes for about four to six days, but it depends on, you know, contributing factors, what contraception you're on that kind of thing. For me, being on the pill since I was 13, which we all know, go look at my episode on the pill. Um, (laughs) I bleed for typically anywhere between three and five. Um, If it hits five days, that's like crazy. That's like a long period for me. But you know, it really varies. And a woman's period can go all the way up to eight, eight days. Um. And of course, we've all heard severe cases of this and horror stories of menstruation and, you know, all this. But on the average, a person with a uterus menstruates or bleeds for four to six days. And now someone else is calling me. Wow, I am so popular today. Oh my God. Um... Yeah, so then after the um the bleeding, we go into this this stage called the follicular phase. Sorry, my head's all scattered now because people keep calling me. Um, this is happening from the time you start bleeding until the time you start ovulation. Now, the term ovulation is also probably a very familiar term to most of you, and we will get into that a bit later. But the 
follicular phase basically involves your brain telling your body specifically your ovaries to start preparing for the release of that egg. So your brain is telling your ovaries, telling your reproductive system, hey, we're about to get it on. We're about to get fertilized. Let's prepare. Let's start cleaning surfaces. Let's do it. Because maybe this time we will get fertilized. If you really go into a period, and I've always thought this, I'm like, if you really think about a period, it's pretty much just a punishment for not getting pregnant. Stemming back to ancient times when a woman's position in society was literally just to get pregnant and reproduce, a period is... It's a failed, you know, it's a failed fertilization of an egg. We all know that it's a shedding. You shed everything that's in your uterus and it comes out as blood. It is a punishment, which is rude. <laughs> now, the, the, this phase happens with a hormone called the follicle stimulating hormone. Is the hormone that tells your ovaries it's nearly time to release the egg so they can prepare themselves to do so. Then our cycles move into the proliferative phase of the cycle. Um, and this refers to the time period between the end of your bleeding up until ovulation. So some of these phases do overlap each other. Um, but this phase is when the uterine lining, so by now, I hope that you've all Googled a picture of your uterus if you weren't already familiar with what it looked like because I've told you to do that <laughs> in previous episodes. So I hope you're familiar. So if we're imagining a uterus, um, it's kind of like a triangle, the actual uterus with like little tubes off it. So the uterine lining is literally just the lining of the inside of the uterus. So the lining of the inside of that triangle. And this thickens to prepare for an egg to attach to it and be fertilized. The lining of the uterus in scientific terms is referred to as the endometrium. So this, you're probably sitting there thinking, why does this term sound so familiar? It's probably because you've heard of the disease endometriosis and endometrium is the scientific term for uterine lining. Endometriosis is the disease in which I'm not sure the actual, like, I think we'll do an episode on that because I want to confirm my knowledge on endometriosis as well. And I know it's becoming such a commonly spoken about topic on social media and in the medical profession. And as it should be, it should be commonly spoke about because it's such a debilitating disease. It literally makes women bedbound and in so much pain. I don't think it's as well as understood as it should be. And I think that there should be a lot more money put into it and a lot more research put into it so we know how to effectively treat such a disease as endometriosis. I don't know if the number and the rates of women or people with uteruses getting it is rising or our um, knowledge and it getting talked about is just more, if that makes sense. And that's what I think about a lot of things in life, like mental health issues, autism, like is the number of people being diagnosed with these things rising or is the fact that we're talking about it more and, and being provided with more education just making us, you know, know about it more, if that makes sense. And that's the same with endometriosis. 
But I definitely think I will do an episode on this because I think it'll be so worthwhile. And yeah, I know a lot of people in my life suffer with endometriosis and that's exactly what it is. It's you're a victim of it. You suffer from it. It's terrible. It's awful. And I follow a lot of women on, um, Instagram who also post about their journeys with endometriosis. And I'm just like, Oh my goodness. But then we move into the ovulation phase. And this means that an egg gets released by the ovaries and goes into the fallopian tubes. So again, if we're picturing our uterus and they've got the tubes off it with our little ovaries, the little bubbles on the end of the tubes, um, the ovaries release the egg and they just (laughs) down the fallopian tube. And again, if you are not familiar with a female anatomy or a person with a uterus's anatomy, go Google a picture. There is nothing wrong with becoming familiar, even if you're a guy, even if you're a person with testes and a penis, like go Google it, like know what you're working with if you're straight, like know, and if you're a lesbian, like know what you're working with. Know what is giving you children. From the stop of the ovulation, so the end of the ovulation period, to the start of your next menstruation, it's called the luteal phase. Um, And this refers to when the sac that contained the egg produces the female hormones of estrogen and progestogen. Progesterone, sorry. Um, these hormonal changes caused by this phase is what contributes to the PMS or the premenstrual symptoms you feel. For example, mood swings, bloating, breast soreness, tenderness, headaches, all that kind of thing. So there are a lot of contributing factors to PMS, but one of the main and most important contributing factors is the fact that your body is releasing hormones to that make you a female, that make you have female reproductive organs and make you have all the female hormone, um, you know, characteristics. And this is, again, estrogen and progesterone progesterone and we have spoken about that we did go into detail about that in the pill episode so if you haven't listened to that i gary i recommend you do go and listen to it because we go into it a little bit, bit more um but yeah this was like a really brief overview of the stages of our menstruation and i hope you learn a little bit about it and that you're a little more familiar with what's happening inside you or inside someone you know with a uterus if you don't have one but this episode is about PMS Um, and like I said before PMS has not been super pinpointed to one main cause but there are you know contributing factors to it and there are contributing factors that are more likely than others and like I said before those hormones are a major contributing factor So PMS can happen one to 14 days before your period. Um, So before you start bleeding. So about two weeks before you start bleeding. And symptoms can include, but again, are not limited to and are very individualized to everyone. Tension, anxiety, depressive symptoms, excessive crying, irritability, anger, appetite changes, food cravings, um, trouble sleeping, social withdrawal, 
uh, concentration issues, changes in libido, which means, you know, changes in your sex drive. Maybe you're feeling hypersexual, maybe you're feeling hyposexual. Um, Physical signs like joint and muscle pain, headache, fatigue, weight gain. Um, And the weight gain is because of fluid retention. Um, You're keeping fluid, so it makes you put on like a few kilos, but it goes away. Bloating, breast soreness and tenderness, acne flare-ups, bowel changes such as like constipation and diarrhea. I know when I get my period, I am diarrhea, <laughs> which are like, it'll probably too much information. But I mean, sis, if we're talking about blood coming out of our waps, we can talk about the stuff coming out of the other side. Like I get diarrhea when I'm on my period and I get back pain and I've never been a person to have breast soreness and tenderness, but... Um, I still get a lot of other things. Contributing factors, um, like I mentioned above, are the hormonal changes around your cycle, the chemical changes in the brain, and um, PMS can actually be exacerbated, which means, you know, increased if you have like prior standing mental health issues or other medical issues. So like maybe a chronic illness and stuff like that can actually make your PMS worse. Also, the contraception that you're on, um, me being on the pill, I the PMS that I experience is actually, it's more mind over matter because the period that you get on the pill is a withdrawal bleed. It's not necessarily like a real reproductive period because I am on contraception. So the PMS I'm feeling is probably just because I'm cramping and I'm feeling shitty, (laughs) not really because I'm getting that natural hormone release through my cycle. Um, But is it normal? Absolutely. It is important to realize that you are allowed to deal with your periods in the way that you need to. And I'm a very strong believer in, I think people with uteruses should have a special leave at work, like maybe like three days a year. That's called like, you know, menstrual leave because some days it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, live. (laughs) It's hard to participate in society when you literally feel like razor blades are chopping up everything in your lower abdo. And your body is literally preparing itself to create life. Like that is what a period is. That is what the menstrual cycle is. It's the cycle of life. That is the point of a period. So if you need to rest your body through this time, if you need to eat chocolate, if you need to take time from your regular routine during your period, if you need to just rest and not go to the gym, if you need to, you know, eat apple crumble with ice cream for every meal for a day, like do it. Don't make you feel, don't make you feel, what's that English? Don't make you yourself feel like a bad guy for just dealing with what's happening to your body. My name's Tady and I support this message. Go eat the chocolate, sister. (laughs) Um, And is there a treatment for PMS? Since PMS is somewhat of a natural process for people with uteruses. The only real treatment available is to medicate accordingly. And um, by this, I mean, you know, taking your pain relief for cramps, um, 
you know, usually they say Panadol and Nurofen. I have had to take a stronger anti-inflammatory before because I've had such bad cramps and I know a lot of people are probably in the same boat. So medicate accordingly. Some people find going on contraceptive aids such as our ride or die the pill can aid in lessening the effects of PMS. Um, again, visit the episode on the pill for more information on that. Um, in some extreme circumstances where moods are super dysregulatory and, you know, there's prior mental health issues and that kind of thing, medication can be commenced under advice from your general practitioner. And by this, I mean, you know, mood stabilizing and antidepressants. But again, they would not probably prescribe this for you if you were you know, just PMSing, it would be PMS, a severe, you know, severe emotional dysregulation because of the PMS and probably prior standing mental health issues. But if you're concerned, if you think, hey, I tick many of these boxes, and like I say in every episode, that is what our health professionals are here for. This is what our general practitioners are here for. This is what doctors are here for. This is what, you know, nurses and educators and people like me are here for. Because if you need advice, if you are worried, if you think you're ticking boxes that you don't want to tick, it can be fixed and we can visit it and we can talk about it and, you know, we can maybe medicate it for you. So go to your GP. I'm sorry, all I can hear is chickens. And I mean, like, fitting because chickens lay eggs, but, like, (laughs) so do women. But I'm sorry, can you hear that? I hope you can't. You shouldn't because I got, like, background sound blocking thing. But anyways, I think, and I know you know this, but I think it is so important to become familiar with your own body and what's happening with it. You need to understand why you are feeling the way that you feel. Cut yourself some slack, okay? If you are concerned about your PMS, if it is debilitating, go to your GP. I literally cannot stress this enough. You do not have to suffer, okay? That's what they're there for. Things that can, you know, help with PMS is eating healthily, like I know you're like, oh, it's a broken record eating healthy and exercise, but it actually helps so many things in your body, in your life. And, you know, eating healthy and exercising throughout the month, but mostly staying active at times where you are actively bleeding can help with those symptoms of PMS. And you need to make sure that you are getting enough sleep, you are getting enough rest. And some studies have actually shown that women who smoke get worse PMS than others. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life, um, but I'm just here to, you know, give you some education, give you some facts and help you, and help you keep a few things in mind next time you're PMSing like a bitch. Um, a person with a uterus of any age can be affected by PMS, uh, although symptoms can worsen the closer you get to menopause. So average age for men- menopause is about, I'm going to say 50 on average. Obviously, it varies with everyone. So the closer you get to menopause, your 30s and 40s, um, the worse your PMS gets, the worse your premenstrual symptoms get. And I think we will do an episode on menopause too, Um because a menopause is just another fun time of a woman's life. 
Um, and it's just another time in a person with a uterus's life where your hormones are raging, you know, and they're giving you all these symptoms you could probably live without. So I hope this has given you a little bit of insight into PMS as a whole. Um, I like to keep these episodes about topics like PMS and stuff like that and factual educational um, episodes short and sweet because I don't want you to feel overloaded with information. I want you to feel like this is like beneficial to you and that you actually want to listen to it the whole time is the real, is the real thing. So yeah, PMS, <laughs> PMSing and stressing. Um, just know that if you have a uterus, you are doing a very good job and I feel you sis. And I mean, men have their quirks too. I mean, men have prostates that can, you know, get cancer and they have balls, which hurt when you kick them and they have had rights their whole lives and they don't have to push babies out their vaginas and I'm convinced that male orgasms feel better than women's. I'm convinced. I just feel like, you know, the world just would have done that to us. They just would have given us one more thing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go and maybe gargle some betadine or something for my <laughs> tonsils. I'm so sorry if my voice is like so annoying, but, you know, I had to get on here. I missed you. So as always, my little, little loves, look after yourself, look after your mental health, and most of all, most importantly of all, go have some safe sex. And look after yourself when you're PMSing. Look after your cycle. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. I'm Tady. This is Sex, Psych and Self. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.